The emergence of a modern landscape. Back to work, McArdle. James used his shovel to pull himself wearily to his feet. He headed for the half-built embankment, taking a final deep draught from the water pail. He would need the water in this heat. Like most of the rest, he was already stripped to the waist under the beating summer sun. Another long stretch was needed to make the gang's daily target. James was part of the advance section, spreading the first cartloads of clay along the line. Not far behind, his cousins laid down the sand and rubble for the sleeper bed. It was backbreaking work, but it was a means to an end. All three had signed on with the crew in Dundalk a few weeks earlier. The Dundalk and Enniskillen Railway Company needed men, and the McArdle cousins needed work. But by the time the first train pulled into Enniskillen Station in 1859, the McArdles were long gone. They were still labouring, and still part of an Irish railroad gang. But by now the tracks they laid were fueling the economic expansion of the great American Republic, not their native county Loud. The M1 Western Bypass crosses the line of the old Dundalk and Enniskillen Railway in Dunamore Townland. Constructed during the 1840s and 1850s, its aim was to improve links and develop trade between the two towns. With stops in Clonus, Monaghan and Armagh, it was in operation for a hundred years until its closure in 1957. The passage of the new motorway provided an opportunity to examine how the railway embankment was originally constructed. More than two metres high and almost twenty metres wide, its core was raised with quarried dumps of sandy clay, while the railway bed was formed with compacted sand and rubble. Beyond the embankment, drainage ditches and embanked hedgerows completed the 24-metre-wide railway corridor. In the 18th and 19th centuries, projects such as the Dundalk and Enniskillen Railway, combined with road and canal works, combined to transform the infrastructure of Louth. New land enclosures and improvements made the soil more productive than ever before. New settlement patterns emerged, and the Industrial Revolution increased efficiency still further. The banks of the Kilcurry River in Balregan townland are home to the impressive remains of Scotch Green Mill, which went into operation around the year 1800. For 80 years, the mill used water power and heavy machinery to produce corn flour before falling out of use in the late 19th century. Among the structures the archaeologists encountered were the remains of the mill buildings, mill pond and mill races. The race, which once fed the mill, was a significant engineering achievement. In order to create it, the builders had to toil through the earth for 620 metres so they could funnel water from the Kilcurry River to the mill wheel. But while life got better for some, the benefits were far from universal. Louth was not immune to the impact of catastrophic events like the cholera epidemic of the 1830s or the Great Famine of the 1840s. In order to better their prospects, many thousands around the Bay of Dundalk left the country to become emigrants to America, Australia or the industrial heartlands of England. 
A glimpse of ordinary 19th-century life was provided at Little Mill, on the site of the ruinous remains of a 19th-century cottage, outbuildings and well. The little dwelling was depicted on the first edition Ordnance Survey map of 1836, and in 1855 it was part of a seven-acre holding. A little over ten metres long and seven metres wide, the house was built from roughly coarse local limestone. In its early years it had just two rooms, with a fire built into the northern gable wall. Later generations sought to improve the dwelling. They rebuilt the fireplace, door and window frames in red brick and converted their two rooms into three, with an internal partition. Around the same time, an annex was added to the southern gable, most likely to act as a fuel store. A midden heap had accumulated outside the house, and here archaeologists discovered the ceramics, glass and clay pipes that its inhabitants had discarded through the decades. The Little Mill Cottage was occupied throughout the majority of the 20th century. Indeed, its door was closed for the last time within living memory, which brings to a conclusion an archaeological story that spanned more than five and a half millennia. The rich discoveries on the M1 Dundalk Western Bypass have given us more information than ever before about the communities that came and went around the Bay of Dundalk since the coming of the first farmers. Thanks to the archaeological analysis of the remains they left behind, we have been allowed to imagine something of the lives they once lived.